0: Welcome to Bipolar Circle and the Birthday Show. We in Bipolar Circle Studio wish to give a great variety of minds and voices the possibility to express their ideas about life. Sometimes this people do not have the newest and best sound equipment. We hope the sound quality will not scare you. The world can be scary, still this is just bad sound. This program is about bipolar disorder. Please inform your local psychiatric clinic. You might need them. They might need you. All you need is all love and a great birthday. Happy bipolar birthday.
1: Okay, okay, so we... Pff, laziness, we were supposed to make a show about laziness, Leona, what happened?
0: We were too lazy to do it, I guess.
1: Okay, that was what's supposed to happen last week. We are inside some kind of uh, warp thing, you can call it laziness, or you can call it life is just too fucking complicated. At the same time, we try to make sense of life, life just continue. Being more complicated. And uh, what do you think about that? You are entertained by that, Leona?
0: No, I'm stressed out.
1: You're stressed out? I uh, know you're stressed out by me.
0: Stressed out by everything, but you're um, making it amplifying it.
1: Okay, you are amplifying my stress also. So this is how it's like living together in isolation time uh, in corona times, in the end uh, if we are that type of uh, have that type of psychological, uh, what's it called, like uh, it's a latent psychological problem that makes you just jump out and kill your family with a knife, merely a nice kind of uh, getting closer to that, you can hear that in my well, intensely not... funny, happy way of talking. No? So
0: I should leave? That's what you're saying?
1: No, where? Where should you leave? That's, that's isolation.
0: No, Mexico is big.
1: Okay, for you, that uh, the, uh, here this Mexico is also closed. It's impossible to get in there. Stay where you are. Stay so far away from Mexico as possible because it's dangerous here. Here is, here is crazy people, like uh, psychotic people with guns and corona at the same time chasing you down the street, actually.
0: Yeah, we have blocked all our windows and all our doors.
1: Because the world is getting more and more intense uh, and that also influences us. Uh, some way, way. It's like some people get like this. I'm so funny now. Everything is so cool. Life is beautiful now. That's how I became now. I'm just super celebrating everything. I'm hugging everyone I meet and know I might have corona, and I see that like okay, but uh, like it's, maybe it's the last time we have to love each other. Now we need to love each other. There's no other time to love each other.
0: Uh, I don't know if this is irony or if it's if it's he's purely lying now because. I haven't seen any hugging around here. It's
1: because you are radiating some type of ice from from like 500 meters. I feel that you're coming. You are like icy, Leona. Your energy is like, Uh, you know... And th- that is influencing uh, my my state here. You are, like, well, supposed sh- to be my only friend here in Mexico but suppo- all other Mexicans. I'm just a fucking whitey that destroys their country.
0: Uh, right now, it's super hot here, so a little bit of ice should do the trick.
1: Ice? So for what ice? Okay, so... We are going to talk about mental problems because that's something that is popping up more and more right now in our little uh, common reality. You people that is listening to it and probably know what mental problems are or uh, is it problems uh, or is it just different, men- different mental, mental difference? Or something like that, that we like differently, think differently about the world, therefore manifesting itself in different type of mental disorders. Uh, Like a lawyer or a banker that is like abusing people, knowing that they destroy people's life in a poor country somewhere and can sleep good at night without opium on top. Are they psychopath or are they just a good contribution to society?
0: I mean, also all mental illnesses are also based on what the time are saying is normal, no.
1: yeah normal is like what you feel no like yeah i think
0: normal is what the majority feels is what the norm is supposed to be
1: that's pop then you should call it popularity not normality because normal should be what actually is normal that's like yeah it's like uh, you die now because you said the earth is round because it's normal to think that the earth is flat it's more like Okay, is it normal? Is it really normal, normal, or is it uh, just like what? What was the other thing I said?
0: Popularity.
1: Popularity, yeah. Because like popular music can be like many people can like it, but it can still be shit. It's like oh yeah, this is normal behavior, uh, or or is it popular behavior maybe? So like okay, if enough people do that, if enough people like uh, are supposed to think in this way, that's normal or popular.
0: Many people can think the same, but. If the popular thought is different, they don't really dare to say their thoughts and therefore it says underground. But if more people will say their real thoughts, maybe it will become popular and so, then become normal.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of normal to not dare to say uh, what you really think then.
0: Yeah, because of the consequences, no?
1: It's popular to talk shit and normal to shut up about what you really think. So that's the difference there and that maybe also put pressure apart from that that we are not allowed to be naked, but cars and pollution and war even is existing rampantly around us. We are not allowed to to express our sexuality on social forums because we're considered perverted by want to do the act of what created us in the first place. We can't do sexual... education education on the internet because we are considered perverts where you can show violence and abuse uh, or inserting a a metal object into uh, someone's body if it's for uh, operation purposes, but not for pleasure. So, okay, we live in a world where I'm just talking about it. It's getting psychotic already from just mentioning this stuff. So I'm like, where's the root of manic depression? Because I think I was a little bit depressed all my life, but it's definitely been growing on me. And I see like a lot of my friends that are interested in, in social activism also are depressed, but are they bipolar?
0: Bipolar means that it's coming uh, their depression lasts longer than se- seven days. And are usually coming in repeatedly it's uh, like a, that's uh, why it's called manic it because it's repeating itself if you're just depressed it can be for a special reason your grandmother died you are sad Shit sucks you're depressed but manic depression is when it comes repeatedly and even for like in patterns
1: yeah so so but uh, i think a normal depression can can push you into to that your brain somehow produce uh, chemistry in the wrong way just like opium do you, when you take opium you will you will like change your pleasure zones in your brain with a chemical thing that makes unbalance in your brain so for example like if you're depressed or like all your emotions is also drugs somehow it's like chemicals so if you're like abusing one emotion by being too often depressive or being looking at the world with a depressive eye something I think I did since I was young will after time, develop into manic depression that goes up and down because you will need to, like, oh, shit, I need to survive. You know, I need to think positive. You're trying to, like, yeah, okay, we'll do this step-by-step thing and manage to keep, like, okay, my fo- focus on the world and then that manage to do that for a certain amount of days until you're tired of it, then losing all interest and then that's fuck it all, everything sucks, fuck everything. I just want to die. I want everything to just disappear. I just want to lay in bed. I can't get out. Please help me know and know who can help me, you know? Yeah, so for you people, I am, like, yeah, bipolar. I'm doing all my stuff to, uh, of all my life energy, I'm mainly trying to focus on making bipolar circle, and that's, like, uh, why we also had some breaks, two weeks of breaks, because of, like, mental breakdown and family problems in a world full of corona, war, and lies, and love. And orgasms and trees and everything that is good in the world on top of it. So for you people that want to help us to continue, help us a little bit to be inspired, please go to bipolarcircle.podbean.com, bipolarcircle.podbean.com, and uh, give us a small donation to our co-found website or our Patreon uh, website where you can help us to... Stay sane. Not sane because it's too late, but sane sane enough to continue to do Bipolar Circle and the birthday show. So, yeah, please uh, go there. Uh, I don't think it will help. Uh, me psychologically, but it will help Leona to, to buy food so I don't die and throw well, it into my cave here of trash, in where I'm sitting in the darkness, in full of c- cigarettes and glasses with a little bit of alcohol, trying to suffer myself through making the beautiful podcast you now are listening to.
0: Yes, it's going to be bananas, mangoes, and Whatever kind of fruits that is seasonal here right now.
1: So that, then I realized that, okay, maybe I'm bipolar because I never went to a psychiatrist, but I feel like after time I developed into this, you feel you have symptoms of bipolarity, Leona?
0: uh very small symptoms i don't i can still work I, I or i don't have a normal work right now i'm doing fuck for Forest and bipolar circle so it doesn't affect me in that same way if you have a regular a to b job that you have to go up where it might be uh make you more complicated
1: but uh, yeah. i i can say that i'm f- suffering myself through the day to be able to make bipolar circle for you people listening it's not easy i, I have to plan like i have to do that when i can then i have days where I, i'm not able to work leona can uh, uh, am i talking shit now i'm asking you uh,
0: do you want me to honestly say to your listeners what a what you are you do you think what you are using what you're doing all those days no no
1: you don't need to, I can talk about that myself like yes.
0: you're threatening me or what you're gonna it's like
1: like I'm not transparent enough it's not like all the listeners know I'm all that I'm using I'm saying all my problems to everyone why shouldn't I just share it out on the internet anyway okay
0: so go ahead why do you ask me
1: so I, I realized I'm probably manic depressive but I'm like I'm not a, on that level the highest level it's like one I think is the highest level Um, we found after searching a little bit for people uh, we found someone that is in our uh, category of bipolar circle but is actually a bipolar bandit she is uh, the bipolar bandit Uh, she's uh, from uh, michigan america And she is uh, talking about uh, mental disorders and uh, especially bipolarity on her blog, uh, where she is also getting friends and people struggling with uh, depression uh, in the world right now to talk about their experiences with that. So we're going to talk to her and find out if I'm really, am I bipolar? Maybe I'm just slightly depressed and just got stuck in it. I don't know.
0: No, if you would go to a psychiatrist, they would probably say that you're suffering from bipolar. Therapy.
1: Okay, that's what you are saying. Okay, so Leona, come with an opinion there. Leona's opinion is that I'm actually bipolar. Woo! So I'm in the category bipolar. Uh, it's not uh, a new joke. I would say like more manic
0: depressed. I also prefer... Manic depressed is bipolar. Yeah, that's what... For you listeners out there that doesn't understand this change of words, before bipolarity was called manic depression... And that is more what I can feel connected to than bipolarity. Bipolarity is a new word that could be many different things, but manic depression is more what I could uh, relate to.
1: Well, yeah, well, things changed all the the time, like uh, in the ideas of what's okay or not to say in the psychiatric uh, forum, what's right to to kind of, uh, what kind of label you can put on people. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the psychiatric uh, industry and uh, how to label uh, psychological uh, uh, traumas or um, challenges. So welcome to Bipolar Bandit and happy birthday.
0: Happy birthday.
2: It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday, happy birthday, it's a great day, that's
1: what we say, happy birthday to you. That's cool. That's Leona is coming now, she was outside... Uh, doing pee pee, I think that is a bodily function made by human beings when they have drinking too much water. So that's uh, a <laughs> part of uh, nature and part of life. And wel- welcome uh, and happy birthday to all uh, to you and to all like uh, people that is out there today thinking about uh, did they actually get born today? Is this the first day of their life? Maybe, or maybe we actually have this like traumatic experience behind us that is called life. Can you Brad, maybe yeah. please please introduce yourself to us and our listeners?
3: My name is Michelle Clark, and I um, am a mental health advocate who uh, has
2: bipolar diagnosed disorder
3: diagnosed 35 years ago. I blog under the name Bipolar Bandit, and I have um, an ag- a couple advocacy groups I'm a mental health advocate, and um, I use my experiences over the years to just educate and inspire and encourage other people and try to um, help other people advocate so that we can hopefully change the mental health system and erase the stigma that taps to it. And um, I'm just make people realize where they can go get help, um, better mental health facilities and just just better our mental health system in general.
2: Get ready, bipolar vortex. Get ready, bipolar vortex. Get ready, bipolar vortex. Get ready, bipolar vortex.
3: just um, makes it harder for people to go get help because they feel like there's something wrong with them or they're weak and that you know that if they go get some if they go do this that they're going to look the, uh, bad upon by society And we need to change that mentality I mean the mental illness is just a disease of the brain just like you know if had cancer or diabetes it needs to be treated the same and it hasn't been for a long time and hopefully that'll change
1: and you uh, there's different type of bipolar disorder, you know. Before bipolar was called man manic depressive, you no, know? and now it's called bipolar disorder, but it has many different uh, levels. Which Do you have a special term?
3: Yeah, You're right. It used to be called manic depression, and that's, um, it's actually a feather name for it in a way because it describes the feather. The mania is when you have extreme highs, and then depression is when you have extreme lows. Like, you know, everybody gets depressed sometimes. Everybody has, like, energetic times. But um, there's, like, a chemical imbalance in their brain where we just um, have, like, just, you know, elation, and we do kind of crazy things. There's a list can look it up about mania. But basically, I have bipolar one, which is really extreme. Like I go, you know, I get really manic and do really crazy things, and they get really depressed. Now, get out of bed for
1: these. It's the highest form of bipolar disorder, is one. You can also go like uh, psychotic almost.
3: Right. It sounds like you uh, have done some, um, you've looked into it.
1: <laughs> well, I'm also like, I, I think I'm not on that level. I'm maybe going towards it slowly. I've been bipolar my whole life. Uh, actually, that has something to do with my hyperactivity. Also, I think many people that are hyperactive. Also, uh, somehow grow on them a bipolar disorder on mm. top of it. And then I'm like thinking like, I'm just wondering, like, you're saying we need to delete the stigma, but I'm thinking like the way I got more and more bipolar because I was, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hyperactive. So I'm maybe picking up a lot of emotions in the world, I'm picking up a lot of sensations of the world and the world is very complex. Very difficult to handle. We live in a ecological disaster right now. It's hard for young people to see future hope with now with the corona on top of it. Can we cure bipolar disorder by, by not going to the root and making the world better? Isn't bipolar disorder kind of a symptom of a world that is even more crazy?
2: Um, I
3: guess so. I guess it depends on your definition of what normal is. We're called crazy because we're different than the norm, but with people just like everyone else, I mean, you know, they're schizophrenic, and people who have depression, anxiety, or whatever, and, I mean, with just people, I mean, and a lot of times, we're highly functional people, and as far as, like, the kids of today, I mean, I think they're better off, in some ways, than when I was in school, because the stigma was a lot worse, I mean, my mom lost friends, uh, she told people that her daughter had it i was i quit school twice because you know the stigma of finding out that i had it was just too overwhelming so i mean now i think it's gotten a lot better i mean it still has a long way to go but um just out of curiosity like, said you're from mexico what's the mental health system there like i mean the, are the, are there, can you get help if you
2: need it?
1: No. Well, if you're extremely, uh, if you're psychotic and dangerous to others, they probably lock you inside. But it's pretty much up to yourself and your family. If you fall out of the system, you basically end up on the street somewhere. It's no real uh, system that picks up people, but that also makes people have to deal with problems in a different way, where they kind of. Uh, and not allowed them, maybe not allowing themselves to slip so down in depression like we from the Western world that many times like. I, I find at least I had a f- hard time finding things that made my life make sense. And here people are somehow like struggling with so big social problems that they maybe don't have that time to think existentially so deep on what life is about and what to do and what's right and wrong and how to function normally, as you say, in this quite—I don't know—quite bipolar world. Actually, we live in a society where the people has created that has created power. Many times are seeming like they are almost like psychopaths. So maybe the bipolar people are the sensitive people that can't manage to be psychopaths, and therefore falls out of that kind of kind of dark and uh, and unemotional society.
3: I think kind of what you're saying is, like, as far as being, like, bipolar, for example, you can use your manic energy to get things done, like, and, you know, like, you don't have control over your depression or your mania when there are things you can do to better your life and, you know, not do the things that make your illness the way they are. I mean, you know, like, there are ways, especially for mania for me, like, stress, you know, it, it plays a big part. So I need to do things that help with stress, be it exercise or whatever, or listening to, to you know, quiet music or just going even on by myself or whatever. So stress. And then, you know, eating right is important and exercising, all of these things um, are important. And as far as the depression side, you know, you just, there are actually, if you check out my blog, Bipolar Bandit, I like offer a lot of tips or when you're manic or when you're not and when you're depressed and like there's one of my most popular blogs are like what you, how people deal with things when they have them in it. because that's like when you've done something and you're manic, you've like, you know, spent money you don't have, you've like lost friends, you said things that you didn't need for your loved ones. You've you know, they're, you know, like you've done things that you're just really ashamed of and embarrassed about. It takes time to get over those. And so there there's like a blog on if i they ended it, it. Like, I got like advice. You know, like a lot of people gave their stories and how they deal with it. So that that might be something my interest
2: here pe- the people listening.
3: Mental
0: illness. Mental illness. What is mental illness? I don't know. I think mental illness, mentally sick, is people that are judging other people for what color they have on their skin, what hair they look like or if they are abusing animals, find joy in killing. I think that is more mental illness than you feel depressed about the world or feeling lost because you don't know what to do with your life or don't feel, find meaning in life in a world that is so destructive and so evil and so bad and looking horrible all the time. It's hard to find the light in all this darkness. I think putting all these people in a mental hospital, all these people that are judging others for them not being as them, for their sexual orientation is different from yours. All of these people should get put in a mental assignment directly. Then our world will look a little bit better. And maybe the rest of us will feel comfortable to take a walk on the street. I feel like, oh, this is a world I want to live in.
1: Yeah, so if you are uh, interested in bipolar bipolar disorder or uh, just uh, wanna learn about uh, how other people are thinking, go to Bipolar Bandit. You will see a link in the description in our podcast. So you could go down and push that and go and check out uh, her project where you can read a little bit about stories uh, behind bipolarity. And when did you, when did you realize first that you had bipolar disorder?
3: Um, I started, um, becoming um depressed when I was about thirteen. I was like not functional. I couldn't go to school. My parents just decided to just let me stay home because all I did was cry. I couldn't like concentrate on my school work. I couldn't do simple tasks. Like I remember mom asking me to vacuum the steps, the stairs and, like I couldn't I couldn't do that. I mean and it would be like two weeks at a time. There would be no reason whatsoever. It was just a chemical imbalance and I mean you know, somebody asked me why I was so depressed. I couldn't tell you. And that went on from the age 13 to 17 on and off. And then when I turned 17, I had my first psychotic episode and I was put in the hospital in an ICU or in a psychiatric hospital for a period of like two to three months. And then I've been in and out of psychiatric hospitals like countless times. I mean, you know, I can't even like, I don't even, I lost count. So um, that's another thing is being in these psychiatric hospitals, I've seen like the way people are treated and that's one of the stigmas that you know was in my article that caught your attention is that you know like the professionals also have a stigma for they treat people in the in the wrong ways and because i saw that i would fight for people who other patients and that's kind of when i started my advocacy work because you know i even was approached by a lawyer one time saying you know will you help you know i'm trying to better the mental health system we you, you know help and Ever since then, it kind of started right when I was diagnosed that I was going to be an advocate. And since then, I've written letters to politicians. I've, I got, you know, I've gotten, you know, heard back from governors. I've heard back from President Clinton. I've, you know, I've like, don't, I have, um, have an advocacy group on Facebook where people from all over the world get together and talk about issues. And it's kind of interesting sometimes to learn about how things are different in different parts of the world. And um I have a page called Mental Health Advocates United, which my philosophy is we like as mental health advocates all have like our own little niche and we we need to get together all mental health advocates, you know, in the world really and get together and try to change things. Like we all kinda of try to change our little you know, there's a week for schizophrenia or months for eating disorders or whatever, but if we could get all those together and all the organizations together and all have one voice, then we have about better- a chance at changing the mental health system it's just like you know now it's the politicians and the media or whatever i mean the media and holly will contribute to the signal i'm kind of over the place now but like you know if talking about going back to stigma i mean you know you watch a movie and they depict somebody who's mental ill oh, that it's not portrayed right that gives the viewer this sense of well that's person who's mentally ill and i mean the media has an opportunity to you know educate people about it, mental illness and instead they just feed right into it like i mean for example recently they' you know with Meghan markle and her talking about suicide well the story all became about pierce morgan and what the royal family was going to do well the media could have taken that opportunity and like taught people about you know, depression and suicide because of, like, put on the screen, the suicide prevention hotline.
1: Hello, you have reached the hotline telephone for psychological disorders. What can I help you with?
3: I'm sorry, I'm
1: uh, about to kill myself. What am I going to do? Please uh, push uh, 2 if you're going to kill yourself. Three, if you're having a nervous breakdown. Four, if your partner has left you and you are in a depressive state. Five, if you think the world is too much to handle and you can't deal with it anymore. Six, if you think that this telephone makes you even more crazy. Seven, please leave your message after the beep and tell how you really feel.
3: I mean, they could do so much more and instead, and that's... That stigma is, like, deadly. I mean, people don't seek out help because of the stigma. I mean, people don't, you know, reach out to Suicide Prevention Hotline. Don't tell their friends or family that they're depressed. And, I mean, you know, suicide is, a like, big cause of death, especially when you were talking about in the beginning, these these youth. And especially with COVID right now. I mean, the numbers are rising. In the
2: cold light of the disco, she was sad. There, like a freak show It was the end of time The end of the night She gave me her number I gave her a light She had a sweet smile That turned me on As she turned her face To the neon And she whispered something Into my ear But the music was loud And I didn't hear Then she made her way to the dance floor And she parted the crowd like she did before She fixed a noose to the glitter ball And she hung herself in the dance hall She stole the show, it was no contest And the DJ played her last request She mixed ecstasy with cyanide She was a disco Suicide, you are a disco. Suicide, you just a disco. Suicide, another disco. Suicide, you are a disco. Suicide.
1: Yeah. So what, what your experience with the psychiatric is that you come there, do they usually medicate you or in your part of the country, how are they dealing with you? When you have a psychotic uh, episode and you go to a psychiatric clinic, they drug you down.
3: Um, when you go to a psychiatric hospital, um, usually they're using medication. Um, but they also, the good ones also have like group therapy and like art therapy and like, you know, like, you meet with therapists and stuff. But my unfortunately, I've been at a lot of bad ones where it's just, like, I've been at ones where, like, they're just, like, I mean, I don't like to see are crazy, but, like, people are crazy. Like, I mean, they're throwing tears. They're, like, hitting the staff members. And, like, you know, you're just sitting there, like, whoa, like, not even feeling safe. And so, I mean, I, I actually, on Bible Rebellion, I'll say it again, there's actually an article about the truth about the care of the hospitals that gives you a taste of, like, how, you know, how bad it can get but like i don't want to scare people away from going to the hospital if you need help you know go but um just be prepared but you know
1: there's some positive like if you're in the hospital you ever you ever like met a sweet person maybe flirted with someone maybe it's a place to like do dating with other people that is like um, similar well- hey, i'm uh, feeling very psychotic you feel that too
2: it's so nice to meet another person. that also feel psychotic like me.
1: Well, I don't know what to say. It's like
3: When, you're, when you are manic, which I've never been in the hospital. I have only in the hospital like twice when I was depressed. And that's because I was manic when I went in. And then when you're really high, you crash into the depression. But most of the time I'm there when I'm manic. And one of the symptoms that you probably know with, Mania is that you're sexually promiscuous. So uh, so yes, I have twice now had like um, where I, when I left the facility I kept the relationship going with two guys.
1: <laughs> so it can be some excitement also in the psychiatric hospital. Then.
3: I don't know if I will. I mean, I don't usually reveal stuff like that. to people but you ask though. So. <laughs> I I mean, that, that never should have happened if the staff were doing their job. That should not have happened. No, uh, you know. I mean,
1: we work with kind of been, like sexual healing. I think maybe sexuality could be a part of like, uh, if it's like teached about in a conscious way, if it's more experimented about how to like get to know your body and mind in a different way, maybe this could also be a healing process for a certain type of of uh, psychological disorders. I many times feel like the 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 reflection of our body and sexuality and how it's been stigmatized by society. Sometimes do make us extra stressed and extra sensitive on these subjects, and is uh, driving people many times to to have uh, psychotic episodes and stuff based on being trapped inside their own prison somehow. That is their mind and body.
3: That's an interesting way of looking at it. It's also kind of getting off the track onto something I don't feel comfortable talking about too much. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but there are a lot of things that I've done when I was manic that I've lost a lot of friends or things over the years, and some of it is because of some things I've said or done and something you know, I kind of, like, scared them away, and then I think other times, just because I'm ashamed of the things I did, and I kind of pushed them away, so, but, I mean, I've definitely heard people that I love, I actually have you know, one family member in particular who doesn't want to have anything to do with me when I'm married, doesn't want to talk about my mental illness, even things that I don't have a mental illness and I make it up. I mean, I don't know how you, why you've ever made something like this up. But <laughs> so, I mean, it's a struggle every day. I mean, you know, I've been dealing with this for 35 years and I, I think I might be like medication where medication doesn't work treatment resistant because I've gone through pretty much every medication out there there is and I still, I still cycle and I can't get out of depression. I don't take any depression because they make me an And so I stay in this pretty much depressive state until like I get manic and then I have to deal with that.
0: Is this the new times when we all are mentally ill? We all try to identify to be mentally ill. Which mental illness do you have? Which do I have? Which do my friends have? Is there any of my friends that are considered normal? Don't have any slightly symptoms even of being mental ill? I'm not sure. I think we all are a little bit mentally ill. It's strange if you're not mentally ill in a world like this, no?
1: And uh, you are—you ever tried to take your life? Have you ever been suicidal also? Or?
3: I tried to kill myself one time after I was diagnosed. Um, and um, I, i you know, went to bed, that particular pill, like, yeah, I was never going to wake up again. And that was, was the my, yeah. You know, after that, you know, I promised my mom I would never do it again and I didn't. But a situation there was made me not trust doctors is that, you know, I woke up throwing up and everything. My mom finally found out why I told her you know, what I did and she called my psychiatrist and my psychiatrist said that, um, I made the story up and that I was only saying that because I liked the manic feeling and that I, that I was making the story up of course my parents got me a new doctor right after that because that was a hogwash but I mean that started my you know path into like well you know I I do not trust these doctors and then another thing is that I haven't just been in the hospital for um mental health I've been in the hospital for medical reasons too like um I've had problems with my heart and ICU I've had Stomach, numerous stomach problems. My gallbladder taken out, pancreatitis. I've had of dyskinesia, most you know that is, so but like involuntary movement, like of my chin or my arms. I also have dystonia where like my chin was attached to my chest and I couldn't hold my head up. And all of those things were side effects from the psychiatric medicines I was. Whoa. So, like, so, guess, you know, here I'm taking these medicines supposed to help my, my bipolar disorder but it's causing damage to my, my body and making, like I was in the hospital 16 times in one year and it wasn't all just psychiatric, mostly it was medical what? and that's when, I don't know if you have like disability in Mexico how it works, but my doctor basically said I was no longer able to work and this is like, I mean, even having bipolar disorder I was able to graduate from college. I was major on movie theater. I worked at Disney World. I was teacher, even teacher of the year. I was fully functional until I just got to the point where that's, you know, a year where I was 16 times in the hospital and my doctors just said, you know, no more. So I've been on disability ever since and I, you know, I, I find purpose in life by trying to help others by writing on my blog and, you know, talking to other advocates, trying to change the system. And I want to write a book. I've been putting it off for a couple of years, but I'm getting really close to writing a book. But what, what is the what is the
1: root? Do you, do you have any theories about where this is coming from? Because I feel it's getting more and more people that have psychological problems in the world today. And I feel like I've seen more and more people coming out with bipolar disorder. If it's just that it's more accepted to admit it, or if the world has changed uh, so more people get it or why do you think, think- what's the root is it food, yeah. is it uh, society, is it just like nature
3: well I first of all I think if I pull it, if I pull it so, it's way over I think doctors are telling people they're bipolar when they really aren't, that's the one thing, but another thing is that there are lobbyists that, the pharmaceutical companies that want people to stay sick, so they you know they want, you know, they don't necessarily want to like cure like bipolar disorder. They want, you know, there's not much research being done to try to do it because they want, you know, the money for the the medications. So why, you know, if we don't have any more people with bipolar disorders, then we don't need the medications, and the pharmaceutical companies don't make the money. Um. But I also am learning recently about how diet really does impact it. There's studies going on right now where. I actually have somebody to fright on my blog. She um she's a dietitian who's worked in psychiatric hospitals. And she is very much and I've listened to a couple of podcasts recently and um my husband actually got me into listening about this. It's um low carb, high fat, which is the belief behind it is that our bodies are used to or we're built to eat more meat and like the way we're taught is to have like a balanced meal or how eat fruits and vegetables but Really, when you boil down to it, it's people, for people who have like mental illnesses, it's actually better for them to eat like high fat, low carb, even though like, you know, it's forced on on us from a young age. But then again, that's like lobbyists, that's people like, that's what they, they're telling us what they want us to think because these big, you know, food companies and stuff want to sell the food. They don't want, they want us to buy this package, prepackaged food. So I mean it's just kind of sad that like this money situation is making it harder. But I mean as far as like the um, diet part was interesting for me is that I in order to lose weight I went on what kind of like an Atkins diet or keto diet, which means I was eating low carbs. And I stayed where I was not manic for nine months, which is pretty much a record. And then around Christmas time I started eating you know carbs and stuff and. I got manic, but I didn't really think about it. I thought it was just the stress of the holidays. But my husband, a couple of months later, he was re- uh, reading about the carnivore diet, which is where you just eat meat. And he was saying that it like cures all of these things, including mental illnesses. So, well, I, uh, some I, people would not agree on that, that, though. They would no. say like
1: a green diet is more healthy, no?
3: Well, that's what they say, but if you... I mean, her name is Michelle Hearn, and if you look, and Dr. Ken Berry.
1: I would go mad for the animals, psychotic and sad for the animals. I would stay insane and depressed, even if I knew eating you would make me strong. I would choose to be weak. To hurt you would really show me what true depression really is. I'm sad about the world I cannot change. But I can change and I do not need your flesh and suffering. Call me mad. To do that would make me even more sad.
3: You YouTube, too if you look at YouTube for Dr. Dr. Ken Berry, he explains how like or like certain food companies and stuff are like trying to like you know, they they can manipulate statistics and research and stuff. And they, you know, by doing that, they're saying, you know, this is a good diet, but it's because they want people to get, be sick. They want they want people to eat, to eat this food because then they're sick and then the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies, you know, profit from that. And they want to sell their products. So, I mean, you kind of, I, I mean, I'm giving them kind of a plug, <laughs> but his name is Dr. Ken Berry. He explains the kind of a diet. And then she did an, if you can find it on my blog, she did, um, her name is Michelle Hearn. She's a dietician. She did a blog on my thing. There's actually research being done right now, like studies being done right now with people who have bipolar disorder and putting them on this special diet and being able to help. But and I don't I see that
1: vegetarians bread. are more bipolar. That I have a lot of vegetarian friends and have a lot of meat eating friends. And I don't think it's a, uh, what I just see. I don't think it's any connection between that, really. But I, I don't know. But it feels like a little bit weird because it's a lot of people that are vegetarians, it's getting more and more popular. To be vegetarian to be vegetarian right
0: now. What about population in India? Are they suffering a lot of bipolarity? Because they uh, eat more like vegetarian.
1: Yeah, I said more bipolar people in India because they eat less meat. Uh, there are people that have less uh, meat consumptions uh, that never had bipolarity at all. Couldn't it, couldn't it maybe be about the confusion about like what? who to trust or not. It's like, I can't trust uh, the nutrition specialist. I can't trust uh, my mother. I can't trust the media. I can't trust like doctors because everyone's like, yeah, no, this is good. Oh, this pill is good for you. Oh no, this is bad. Some people say like, oh yeah, meat is super bad for you. Then now you say like, you can treat mental disorders by eating meat. Now I'm confused. Like if I don't know who to trust anymore, I might get very paranoid.
3: Well, I, I mean, it's something that you kind of have to figure out yourself. Like, I said I didn't figure it out for me until after my husband was reading about it and I, it putting kind of two and two together. But I, you know, like right now I'm not on any kind of diet and I'm struggling, and so I'm probably going to go back on it and see if, it and if it works, then I'll know for sure that. that but like as far as like you know, but carrying and whatever, I mean, I think that diet does play. a role. It, you have to realize. Like our 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 um, food is processed so much, and so many things are added to it. That's true. You know, like antibiotics, particular. You know, just like the the things they use with the crops and whatever. I mean, I know that like the GMO stuff, like when they don't allow you to genetically modify stuff like we do, and I mean. You know, we have an obesity problem in America, and that's all the crap the that they're putting in our food.
0: And the, 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 you know, yeah, the definitely. I wanted to it, ask something. The, the Do you know how any research made on where in the world there is most uh, bipolar or manic-depressed people?
3: Um, I don't know. Never really done a study. It would be kind of interesting to find
1: out yeah that should tell a lot actually if you like look up and find out where but it's also difficult because here in Mexico someone that would be called bipolar in America will just be called uh like uh, lazy or or like a bored like kind of like not be able to follow up their job or something you you will not be taken serious here like you would be taken in a western country where where people uh, like kind of have Uh, insurance or have uh, possibility to go to to psychiatry. For example, here in Mexico people don't have money to go to psychiatry. So, as you say, like uh, many people get diagnosed with bipolar disorder without even having it because people just want to make money on them. Sture Ragnar Bergvall was born April 28, 1950.
0: Happy birthday!
1: He's also known as Thomas Quick. In Sweden he was famous for being the most notorious serial killer in Scandinavia. Having confessed to killed more than 30 people, he got caught and transferred to a mental institution for personality disorders. Here he lived between 1994 and 2001. However, he took back all his confessions in 2008, as a result of which his murder convictions were terminated. The episode raised issues about how murder convictions could have been Obtained on such weak evidence has been called the largest miscarriage of justice in Swedish history. People claim that bad therapy had led to false confession. Many people claim that a cult-like group led by psychiatrist Margaret Norell manipulated the police and talked Sture Bergwald into false confessions. You can program a person's mind by Having an authority figure telling you very much about who you are and what you are. Could psychologists be the same today? Could it be people out there that got made sick by a society that want to make more money on you being sick? So, like, oh yeah, you have bipolar disorder, and now go and buy this medicine. And then it's like uh, really hard to actually know how many people actually do suffer from from real bipolar disorder or some or who just like are a little bit sad and depressed about the world. Because many people right now in the time of corona, I would say I talk to so many people that are depressed. You know, but like you can't say depression is bipolar disorder. So then it's like the medical industry maybe push bipolar That's disorder true. on just slightly depressed people or
3: That's situational depression. That's not chemical. If you're bipolar, you have chemical boundary Yeah, exactly.
1: No, exactly. That's what makes it really difficult to find out, really. Like in India, for example, how many people have bipolar disorder that you don't see or that is just beggars on the street. How many people are on the street that is like, you don't go and talk to them and ask how they ended up there. So like many people (coughs) end up in a horrible situation here in poorer countries that they never were ever at a psychiatrist that had a chance to tell anything about their way of thinking. So...
0: Sorry, I, we can't hear you at all anymore. You
1: have to try to talk more into the microphone or something.
0: Okay, sorry. Th- there, ah, there we
1: can, there hear, we can hear, you hear you again.
3: What did you miss?
1: No, a little bit of the end you were talking about. About uh, yeah about the situation in America. Like in America now I see it, so you have a really big problem with uh, with uh, opioids and people on uh, opium-based pharmaceutical medicine
3: uh, we definitely have that, but we also, like I was saying, um, is that we have a homelessness problem, and we have a problem with jail having mental illnesses, and we're not doing right by those people. I mean, we're not, we we know that they have a mental illness, that they're being mistreated. Um, there's, people are shot. Like, the police aren't like, um, educated on how to deal with, deal with people who are mental ill. So, I mean, they're shot and killed. I mean, it's in the news almost every day for somebody who's mental ill, you know, and it's because they're not getting help they need not enough resources out there and when we know these people are sick they've been identified some of you know and I mean like some of them like a lot of other people who are homeless I think they there's a thing called anis- anisopnosia or something like that where people don't know that they're sick they they don't they, they've been told that they're sick they don't believe it and so they don't you know go to the treatment or go to the doctors and take them out of the state the medicine whatever and I think a lot of those people are probably the ones that end up homeless but I think it's different. Like we talked about it in every country. I mean, in India, like we talked about India. One thing I think it's interesting about India is that, like, pretty much every psychiatrist I've ever been in America is from India. So I think, like, you know, they must <laughs> they produce a lot of psychiatrists in India. So I I don't know. I think you were saying that there were a lot of people in India who don't have mental illnesses. So I think that's just kind of interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so,
1: so mental illnesses is uh, pl- probably global, but it feels like it's growing. And then I'm thinking about what's the root of the problem. Do, do, do you believe, do you have any religious faith? Do you believe in God? Yeah. So then this, if you believe in God, this must be something we should figure out and must be some root to the problem. Uh, if there is a God, I'm, I believe in nature. So I'm thinking like, yeah, in nature, there's a reason. There's always a cause and effect. Behind things, so what's the root problem of psychological p- problems people have now in today's world? You you have any uh, like theory about what the root is? Because you say it's like a chemical imbalance. It could be food. It could be a mix of it, but it's
3: growing. Is you it- say that there are causes, there you know there there are certain causes like there you know like sometimes it's genetic, like they say bipolar disorder is a lot of times associated with. Alcoholism. So, like, if you have alcoholism in your family, you can tell you about polio. Ah, so versus- genetic, it can you actually know, be a genetic damage. But, like, as far as the root, I mean, I think that more, just more studies need to be done. As far as you saying, like, more people are, it looks like more and more people are. Um, being diagnosed with it. I think it's more because like the stigma has gotten better. so more and more people are going up getting help with it. Look, you know, it's looking like the statistics are going up. but I think the people were always there. I think we shunned them. I mean in America, I mean they were institutionalized. people didn't see them. I mean, they were put away in hospitals for their life. So now I think it's just more and more like aware that they' that people are there. So I don't know if it's necessarily like where it's a growing population of them. I just think that we're just more aware of them because people, I mean, like, you know, celebrities are all coming out telling us they have mental illnesses. So, you know, it's just more, just you know, because the stigma is less and more people are going to get help. Now with COVID, it's even a bigger topic. So it looks like, you know, everybody's depressed or anxious or, you know, they'll be going to get help. And mental health, like at the top of the list, a lot of times when they're talking about COVID now. So I don't know if it's necessarily, like, if you would go back 100 years, like, there are more people who have mental There's less people. There's like, a lot less
1: ago. people 100 years ago. And if you go 1,000 years back, it's a lot less people again. And I believe you see that the uh, mental problems do rise with COVID. So then you see that mental problems definitely can be released. Maybe you have it already, like, you have stress already, and COVID made it just go over the top. Yeah, I was or... thinking
0: about something about this vegetarianism again. I think many people that choose to be vegetarians are also very sensitive people and that have a problem with the society and the world. So therefore they are kind of the, have the thing before. Oh,
1: well, if you're talking about that, that depression can be released by, by thinking too much about the world and letting the world stress you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you're sensitive and all the time, oh, poor animals or humans suck. They destroy the planet. They, they torture animals and, That for you, because you're sensitive on that, on your philosophy of life, it's too much for you to handle. It gets too heavy for you. And if you constantly think about it, it stresses you.
0: Yeah, because I've seen like some vegan people, they are also kind of depressed. Yeah, that's true. Some people that are are...
1: animal protectors and people trying to protect I'm Seeing that with ecologists and stuff now happening more and more also that I have some people working with ecology that have gone into like manic depression or gone into bipolar state from... Thinking too much about how the world is and letting it stress them. So it is a stressy
0: situation, it. right? Yeah, it's know? a
1: stressy situation. But you see that in COVID now, I see many people kill themselves. Many people really need. Like psych- uh, we talk to psychiatric people. They say like they work with psychology. That they say they're overbooked right now. it's like people right. just. This is the greatest golden age for psychiatry, basically. So
0: is there <laughs> is there anything that you can measure in the brain that can prove that you are bipolar and not just sad about the world and depressed about everything and the world sucks and you, it just comes in periods is there something that can define it that you can go to a doctor and actually check it the pro-
3: it's to say it takes a professional and uh, there are now like they can do scans of the brain and there are certain like a few pictures where they can kind of like there are areas where the colors are brighter and everything but are, like more ready or there whatever yes um, i see. but it. there's like as they can't do and see, are you
1: bipolar? I mean, they, they can't do that. But I think that test, that brain test uh, do also, do, do also affect on people that is just depressed because it depends on which parts of your brain that is active. And if you're very depressed, a lot of the parts of your brain just slows down and stop being active. And that will happen both if you just have a small depression or if you have like manic depression, like bipolar disorder. So it's really difficult to categorize it then.
3: Well, I, I mean, it, you know, that's why you go to the, you know, a psychiatrist goes to school for so long and why you need to, like, be honest if you're you box and you don't win. A lot of times when people are mad, misdiagnosed in the beginning, a lot of times people have bipolar disorder or, you know, their first, you know, diagnosed with schizophrenia or whatever, or just depression or whatever. And I mean, it's not until, like, you know, for me, like, when I got depressed at 13, I went to see a psychiatrist and I mean, I just sat in the office and I didn't mean, talk about because there's nothing that was depressing me. And little did I know, you know, that I had bipolar disorder. So, I mean, I think it just, it takes time. I mean, like, you know, obviously when I had a psychotic break and you know, the times I was manic and I was like, you know, there were two times where I was like handcuffed and parts of the hospital. I mean, you know, obviously then I was manic and it didn't take a rocket science to, figure out that I you know I had bipolar disorder that I was having psychotic episodes like in your face that's how you diagnose it but if you you go go to a
1: psychiatrist and they tell you this that you're bipolar and they continue like yeah this is how you are this is how you are supposed to react now can't they also just program your brain like kind of like insert ideas especially if you're a sensitive person actually make you more bipolar by telling you instead of focusing on positive things like if you're talking about reforming the psychiatric industry that I have a problem with because they, I don't have a problem reforming it, but I have a problem with the psychiatric industry because it's an industry and they make it just like the medical industry make a lot of money on people suffering. And then I'm like, okay, it has to be, you have to be very unnegocentric or a very good empathic person to be able to give back to humanity without being greedy. Do you trust the psychiatrist to really want to make you healthy?
3: Well, I mean, we're definitely on the same page today as far as like, psychiatry and medication and stuff like that. I already kind of told you about that, like how they're out to make money. And,
1: but it's like if they go to that industry, if you go to the psychiatric industry or you go to the people working with this, uh, do you trust them? Do you trust them that their intention is to make you a better, I mean, feel better about the world?
3: I mean, I've gone through a lot of different psychiatrists and some of them I do and some of them I don't. but one thing I've learned is that you really have to take ownership of yourself. I mean, like in I've basically, and my own own doctor, when I go to the doctor, I basically tell them what I need. Like, I've done research and I found, well, maybe this medicine will work or whatever. I mean, very rarely do they, like, I mean, you know, they might know, like, the dosage or they might know, like, it'll react to something else I'm taking or something. But as far as, like, the psychiatry field, I mean, uh, I am now, and actually, ever since I was 13, when my mom started researching it, I'm more into like natural treatments. I think that you need to to go away from this medication stuff because you just, they just keep adding medicine after medicine. And then, you know, like for me, I was like, so sensitive to it. I was having medical problems. So I need to come up with solutions that don't, you know, I mean, I would never tell somebody to go off their medication. There are a lot of people out there who are like anti-psychiatry. I'm not that. I'm not that. But I mean, I, I think that there are more healthier ways they do less damage to your body than, you know,
0: taking psychiatric yeah, drugs. You said before that uh, the good uh, uh, psychiatric clinics were doing therapy by painting, art, dancing, whatever. Maybe one of the problem is that people are searching for their meaning in life. There. so doing creative works are fulfilling something that is missing out and medicine can't really fulfill those needs
1: well maybe ayahuasca going to a, na- going to a native tribe in the Amazon and doing a ritual with ayahuasca that is the psychoactive uh, drink of the native people in the Amazon jungle might connect you to nature and connect you to another value about life that might help you to think differently so it's like yeah this is the same as the creative maybe this is like to, to to challenge yourself to think very outside this modern society that we all have learned to love or hate I don't know may, may, maybe that's the, the, the healing like these people that talk to you about your problems mainly just give you more problems and uh, the creative people the creative impulse m- might help you or
3: well a lot of people who are creative also have bipolar disorder I mean, I mean, that is right they're...
1: Like many artists, like she's telling many people that are creative people are again sensitive people thinking too much about the world, overthinking, overthinking the world, thinking too much about existential things. And that makes them kind of like uh, be able to do artistic work, but it also makes them extremely sad and depressed about the world. So you can't really, that's true. You can't really say that. The uh,
0: problem is, yeah, if you get too depressed and too manic, then you can't do the creative work.
1: Yeah. So how do you find that balance then?
0: We're talking
3: about like the pacing and the yoga and all that stuff. That's like teaching you how to deal with stress. So like with your manic or your depressed things you can do to help you. I don't think that it's like what you're saying. I, mean, I don't, I, um, I don't, I don't know. But how <laughs> but do you, like,
0: how do, would you tip somebody that is really so down so they can't really use, they have many creative ideas and they want to do things, but they're so down in the bottom, and they have to get up again and start new. Is there... I think you
3: have to, I mean, like, uh, like, if you look at my blog, I have something, but, I mean, I'm very good at giving advice, but not very good at taking my own advice. But one thing you definitely need to do is set goals for yourself. Like, at night, set some goals for yourself and say, you know, I, and they can be simple goals, so, so by the end of the night, the next day, you like have compass accomplish something. And your goal might just be, I'm going to take a shower or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to get out of bed. But like at the end of that next day, you feel like you've accomplished something, you know, or, you know, it's more when you're depressed, you have to force yourself to do stuff because the longer you like stay in bed, you don't do stuff, stay in the sadness, dark hole, it's just going to get deeper and deeper. So, I mean, in my case, like, you know, I stay most of the time depressed, but I have... Like you know, this cycle where I just get really manic all of a sudden. So I mean, like, that can be looked at as a good thing, but it's not because the mania kind of destroys my life. But at least gives me a break from the depression. But I think when you're depressed, though, so, like I mean, you basically are like you're always thinking. You're you know, you're looking at the world. Like in my case, like I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm going to write a blog about this. I'm going to write a blog about this, or I'm going to do this when I feel better. Or, you know, and then I get manic and I like do them all. But I've learned that, like, once I get manic, I need to pace myself. That's one thing, like, you know, like I would like to stay up 24 hours a day, you know, just doing everything that when I was depressed, I had thought about it doing. Depression, like, you know, you just have this problem with just motivation. You need to, I mean, and like, I think, you know, we talked about diet and exercise and stuff. And, but it's listening to like upbeat music and stuff. And there are things you can do, but it's just that third step you have to take to, Just, you know, and like. I think it helps have a support system you should
1: be uh, you should be more uh, you should be uh, fresh more, more fresh and more fresh creative and creative and better with your, your life, and and be, your nice life uh, be nice to your friends and family and love yourself, and, uh, yourself spread love around you and kisses and hugs to everyone and be positive and be positive never negative and always look at life with a smile and smile to life and smile life smiles back and be positive about everything always tell the truth to everyone Oh,
3: uh, true, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. true uh, uh, yeah, that's true. like kind of just makes you know. Well, Michelle, you 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 if you get up out the to bed, today, take a shower and go for a walk.
1: Well, that you can't expect. Over, that. I think it's like putting goals for yourself and like starting really small. Like, yeah, today I'm gonna able to get out of bed and walk over to that tree and breathe a little bit. Like uh, tomorrow, I'm gonna maybe clean up that little corner and if I manage to do more it's great but don't like start with small goals and then like gradually make them bigger maybe so you don't because I feel like uh, if you're already depressed and you set goals for yourself and you don't go through with them my experience is that that makes me even more depressive and if you do too many times you lose faith in yourself you lose hope in yourself and then you're screwed
3: well and I take the idea of walking because that that is like Releases endorphins with, you know, the serotonin and stuff. And that is an actual, like, natural antidepressant. I mean, if you can get out into nature and walk, that is like a very healing thing for depression. And you get back, you know, suddenly be out of your depression. But if you can force yourself to get outside and go for a walk or exercise in some way, I mean, that, you know, releases endorphins when. You know,
1: and it helps your brain. So I know that I, I know people know that it's like, I know I should exercise. I think I'm too lazy. I think like it's a mix of emotion that's for me creates my depression. I'm right. lazy. I'm, I'm not following up. I think I'm like. I think I'm like more, I have better ideas about the world and I'm able to go through with myself. So I self-judge myself as being an asshole and that makes me depressed. Then it's the world outside me makes me depressed. And then it's the thing that I can't deal with all of that shit together. And then I get confused about it. And that confusion makes me really depressed. So it's like for me, it's like a complicated, like... like system of different emotions that just I have to fight with myself all the time like I and feel like have, I'm a worst enemy
0: and then we have anxiety like anxiety to go outside see new people like the fear of the world outside your flat
1: yeah Leona has anxiety for people She don't. she's afraid of people she's afraid of going out and stuff I'm not so afraid of that I'm more like I don't know, generally not able to just go through with my thoughts and stuff. I have weeks where I'm able to, I I can have one week, I'm super productive. And then I have three weeks when I can do nothing. And that makes it really difficult to follow up stuff. (laughs)
0: Everything is fine, everything is fine. Everything is normal. Everything is fine. The government. We can trust them. We can trust in them. We can trust in them. Everything is fine. I'm not paranoid at all. No 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 no, no. everything is fine. Everything is good. Trust in your government. Trust in the people above you. trusting your boss. trusting your parents, Trust in everyone, they're telling the truth all the time, yes, 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 I'm not paranoid, everything is fine,
2: Ha ha. hee, hee, bleh.
3: I want to correct you and help you when you say you're lazy, it's an illness, it's a mental illness, it's, you know, something like wrong with your brain if you have a chemical imbalance and you're depressed, you're not lazy, you have a mental illness. It causes you to do things, but that does not mean you're lazy.
1: You know, like, okay, if I did this, I might feel better about myself. You actually know that it will. you feel better about yourself. Then you're just not able to do it because you're so stuck inside yourself. And then you get faced with like, oh, probably I'm just lazy. Then you start to self-analyze yourself. And then you're just like, okay. And then you feel bad about yourself and the ability to not deal with it. And then it gets like a circle of suffering.
3: Do you journal, do you journal.
1: Yeah, maybe I should read your <laughs> journals uh, and get some other ideas about depression because I'm, uh, I think I'm like stuck in my own little I, idea about what that is.
3: I mean, it helps the journal to start writing down your thoughts every day, and you know, that that helps. So it's like, like I mean, I think the setting goals thing is something as realistic as you can do. You know, like hanging out with family and friends, forcing yourself to do it. Like there are times when I just don't even want to do you know, my Around my family and friends, but once I get there, I you know I feel a lot better getting outside of the house. You know, I feel bad after you've done it, but it's that first episode, really hard to do when you're depressed. So, did you hit me in it too, or just me, just depressed?
1: It's been a great uh, t- time to talk to you, actually. Uh, and we are getting in the end of the show, and I want to ask you now. In the end, like, if someone's sitting there at home now, like, thinking about, okay, do I am I able to get out of bed tomorrow? Do I want to finish my life, actually? Am I able to continue my work? Uh, Like, being confused about their mental state, uh, not knowing what to do, what's your best advice to these people? Someone that is uh, struggling with depression right now, uh, in this time of corona, maybe being isolated somewhere, being afraid even to go to the doctor... Like, uh, what What do you, how do you start?
3: Hey, turn on music. that's like upbeat music and like try to just make yourself dance and try to put a smile on your face to, get, to make it. Um, set a goal tomorrow to do three things and, you know, try to do four, but make them realistic and get exercise, you know, try to eat healthy. And, um, you know, the world's not... Like, as bad as it seems right now, and there's hope, and if you're know, feeling really bad, there's always suicide hotlines and stuff, and so I always point that out, and if I'm feeling suicidal, please get help.
1: Dear family, friends, and lovers, I cannot handle this anymore. Life just seems too dark. I have decided to take my own life. Life seems meaningless to me. I am suffering. I see no way of meaning in this. I'm sorry if this will make you sad. I just know this is what I want, and I'm finally in peace. What an idea this world is. What is freedom? Just another word for nothing left to lose. Hey, I changed my mind. I have nothing that holds me back anymore, that shames me down. I am free. I'm not afraid. I will now travel the planet on foot to spread the seeds of change.
3: Goodbye. But, I mean, you know, and if you're depressed and you're just, I mean, like, it sounds like in your country you can't get help, but, I, I mean, you do need to seek out help because there is, there is treatment out there. You know, people can function. You know, there are there are things that can help you if you're depressed. And it's not just, you know,
0: that you're lazy. I mean, you, you can do it. You have a husband you said and you have manic depression how is this influencing your husband doesn't he go crazy from your ups and downs is there a support network for husbands <laughs> that are together with bipolar persons
1: like leona is probably like i don't know <laughs> Being with a bipolar person is not that easy. It's like she needs help or why doesn't she tell me what's, what's wrong? Why, why is, she, is she telling me like in this way on the podcast, like this, saying it, just like looking for a way to find help herself not just being honest to me? Is she hiding stuff? She's supposed to be my friend. No, like she's supposed to share things with me. I'm just supposed to know what she's thinking about me. Like she needs help from me. She, she will leave me at any moment now. I know I will be alone totally. I have no friends I have no one. She, she will she, will will she need help? Maybe can I help her? Can I help her by being me, or am I too much for her?
3: Um, we do it. There are some places where people can go, like support groups and stuff, where people, have loved ones or whatever, can. Um, my my husband and I have a hard time when I'm manic more than when I'm when depressed. When I'm depressed and. It does put a strain on a relationship, but he's a very, you know, he's like my rock. He, he's probably helped me out in more ways than anybody else ever husband. And My mom, my mom was my biggest advocate for the longest time. She passed away about five years ago. And but he kind of, just, yeah, like it's not, it's not easy with me. And I, I learned that, I mean, I dated someone who has bipolar disorder for a while. So I saw the other side of it and it's easy. So, I mean, I just thank God that, you know, he, my husband, my life, and I'm I'm trying to get him to write a blog about his experiences, and I think he's a lot from that.
1: And do you have any children together? Or
3: I don't have any children. I was a teacher for 10, almost ten years, but I didn't I never had any children. I have nieces and nephews that I love and adore and get to spend time with, but no kids. That was that was kind of like a conscious choice because. I didn't want to pass it on to someone. Plus, if I got manic or depressed, I didn't know if I could take care yeah, of them. Yeah, so. that's what I. Then, that's why I like,
1: asked because I heard that growing up with a manic depressive or a bipolar mother can be pretty complicated experience. Also, so yeah, it's great. It's great to have people taking care of you. It's not all people that have someone for them when they are depressed and sad and sometimes the depression that I know from me when I'm really depressed and I'm we- very down it goes out over the people I love and that uh, you have to be very strong to be with the person that
2: Mama, Mr. Drama. You say you do need it and yet you go and feed it Drama. Lying and deceiving, cheating and a thieving, drama Sister, sister, drama You claim that you hate it, so why do you create it, drama Lying and deceiving, cheating and a thieving, drama it's a bipolar vortex boogie yes, 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 yes. It's a bipolar vortex boogie 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 You're falsely positive and you're positively false
1: inside and don't uh, take it with your ego try to give love as much as you can no that's what we are missing in our society and i think maybe that's why we are all going crazy also we don't know how to take care of each other and love me, each other
3: like just talking just talking. i think talking to people and there's like support groups out there just like in person and now with covid they actually you know do zoom calls and there are also so many support groups like, especially on Facebook and stuff, where, where people, you know, like get together and talk about it, their illnesses and stuff. And that, that can be very rewarding for a lot of people. So just talking about things helps students with their depression too. Talking with people who can relate, you know, helps. So, like, that, that's another piece of advice that I left out.
1: Yeah, try to find some people online now if you sit isolated, try to find people that are sharing a little bit of your experience and talk and find creative ways to maybe write poetry together, maybe do some creative project together online. There's many things you can do now in isolation that you couldn't do when the world was more open, but uh, maybe try to look for people to connect to. And uh, yeah, if you go to Bipolar Bandit's uh, blog, you can read a lot about experiences connected to bipolarity. And thank you so much for coming on our B- Bipolar Circle show. Uh, we want you to have a continuous great birthday of existence. And Happy birthday! Yeah. Please, uh, if you uh, really need to escape uh, America and need some healing in nature, we have an ecological community here in the mountains of Mexico where we hopefully will make like an alternative uh, center for, for people to need to heal both mind and body. So you are welcome to come and try out our healing in the future if it doesn't work more with the medicine or the psychiatric industry of the states, we are here for you in Mexico.
3: Thank you. I just want to say one more thing. I want to kind of a plug out that um, I have Mental Health Advocates United and advocates for people with mental illnesses, both on like Facebook. Mental Health Advocates United has several different things. My big thing is more advocacy work than bipolar disorder. You know, I my big thing is advocacy work. So even if you go on my blog right now, one of my most recent blogs is How You Advocate. And if you look on that, you'll see how many things I've done to advocate. And that there is also a link to that group and the page on there. So I mean, if you have a mental illness, you know someone has a mental illness, you want to try to change change the way the system is, please go on there and contribute and you know, even even subject and your support. So just just remember mental health advocates united and I can send you that information too. Thank you for this opportunity. I mean it was very interesting. I um we kinda got we didn't answer the question that you your underlying question is you know, why, why is it so bad? Whether we, <laughs> you wanted to solve the problem and we didn't solve no, the well we, solve we, the
1: we, We're not going to solve the pro- problem yes. on this podcast. I think solving the problem is that all of humanity got together, eliminated the jealousy and envy and competition and worked for uh, other people than themselves constantly. Then we would create safety as a uh, one big unity of humanity. But that's a utopia, you know? It sounds pretty hippie. And then on the other side, uh, I'm pretty punk rock and see okay, maybe it's the time that humanity and the modern society will just fall on its ass and get totally destroyed and that the, something beautiful will grow up from the ashes because we didn't manage to create that society. We created a very competitive, violent society where it's really difficult to feel safe or feel that we are part of a tribe or a family. The utopia in my heart says that we should still continue to try to love each other and take care of each other. So if you have someone you know out there in your life that you know maybe need a phone call, that maybe needs to hear your voice, that is sitting alone somewhere, just call them and say you care about them or something like that. Or, uh, yes, call them and say you just want to hear their voice. It's something we can all try to be a little bit nicer to each other. Maybe it sounds forced at the beginning, but if we train ourselves to become better humans, maybe we can manage together. Hello, I just call you to say that I love you. And I know I should have done this years before, but life, oh, all the parties, all the women, all the all the drugs and alcohol, all my, all my fears and dreams and all my illusions, all the stress and joy of a world I do not understand, all my frustrations and paranoia, all my thirst for fame and fortune, all my seconds, all my minutes, all my hours, all wasted on myself when you were there forgetting also about me. Please remember me. I do love you.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer in spreading kindness. And like, I don't know if you've heard the term paperwork, but we should all be like being kind to each other. And I think we could have a better world just by doing that, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, but I, it I mean, sound, I it's, it sounds very easy.
3: And, <laughs> I don't know if I know your name. And I don't know. She talks a couple of times, but I don't know like, her background at all. Like,
1: what? my name is uh, tommy i'm I, i'm norwegian
0: and i'm leona and i was born in sweden oh I, i'm norwegian and sweden
1: <laughs> my, my grandparents are from norway and sweden really okay <laughs> so so we're like, not that far away in family after all that's the thing we're like in the end we're all like genetically connected to each other you know? in the end we're actually from the same tribe we just like play that we have made nations and conflicts and then, for sure, you will get a lot of sad, depressed, and even psychotic people as a result of that. And all the suppression of our body, sexuality, and mind, and the political chaos, and the religion. Oh, fuck, now I got a lot of stuff.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to solve alone Don't, like, give, you can't, like, Let's think that's part of why you're so depressed. You, just have, you need to focus just on, like, yourself and your small world, and, you know, fix, you know, kind of... Set those small goals for yourself and then, you know, then start worrying about the rest of the world. If you worry about the world, I mean, we need to try to have a, a better outlook, but sometimes it's
2: hard to do that.
1: Yeah. And it's hard to be another person than yourself. I can say like, yeah, I don't want, I just want to focus on my little thing and my life and my closest ones and stuff. But then my system, my brain system, are still picking up. I still go to internet checking up shit. I shouldn't check up. I'm looking at media, of politics, of discussions, of ideas about, like, what's happening to the world. And then suddenly I, I'm not able, as being me, to filter out. I think it's way too much. The world is way too big for us. And with the with internet and with, like, international media, that is also become, like fake news you don't know what's we don't know what is the news or what is advertisement or what is propaganda or what is education you have no clue anymore
3: well, you no know, you are making a difference in doing something i mean my, for me what drives me is this advocacy stuff but, but for you i mean you're doing podcasts and i mean i don't know that much about you I just met but i mean it sounds to me like you're a kind person and you're you're you know you are making a difference in the world You know, even the short time that I've talked to you, I think you're a good person and you have a really good philosophy, I mean, you can change things for the better, you know, even when you're depressed and you're out there, you know, searching on the internet and talking to people online, you have the capability of changing lives and making people feel better. So, I mean, just a little bit of the time I know you, I, I think you're a good person and you're making a difference in the world and I hope that brings some joy.
1: It's incredible. You make me feel actually, I don't know, you touched a part of my ego that actually made me feel very good now. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you also. (laughs) Yes, we said if you need some uh, mountain energy in Mexico, we're uh, happy to receive you. So you can check out we will send I will send you the links to our uh, ecological project here in Mexico. And then we can stay in touch. And thank you so much for your time and your beautiful words about uh, life and depressions. Until uh, next time we talk, continue to have a great life and a great, continuous, uh, everlasting birthday. I learned that we uh, we need your support to go to bipolarcircle.podbin.com and uh, give us a donation so uh, we can eat more healthy. And maybe that will make my brain regulate its uh, serotonin and different kind of alkaloids that needs to be in perfect balance, just like our ecosystem needs to be. But how how can my brain, my perfect balance in my ecosystem, in my brain, be in perfect balance in a reflection to the ecosystem on our planet?
0: Yeah, that's a trick question. I don't know either.
1: No, because I feel sometimes that a lot of the psychological problems we are getting... Yeah, it's a regulation, it's a chemical uh, n- misfunction in the brain, but I think it can be provoked by an unstable reality around us, by by our water full of toxic, like our air full of pollution, food full of uh, conservatives. And
0: well, I can prove you wrong because we lived for five years up in the mountains with clean air, clean water, and k- still manic, depressed.
1: And more than ever, but it's like th- in isolation, like from great orgies and uh, saving shit na- food. Sh- yeah, <laughs> shit food in Berlin to great food and no orgies in the mountain. I would say I got more depressed. Uh, we are a f- group animal, so I'm like we're supposed to touch each other and be uh, nice to each other and like live together in a feeling of uh, some type of tribe. And if we don't have that, if we live in a society where we have to go and pay someone to listen to our problems and they are just like too lazy to actually listen to you so they give you some new research, psychological medicine to keep you like from seeing that the world is so fucked up as it is or not feeling bad about stuff that actually is bad, then I'm like, okay, how could I actually feel better?
0: I don't know. Many uh, psychiatric medicine that are treating by depression mainly uh, are based from natural natural herbs and medicine out there so you can also go directly to the natural herbs like Peganum uh, Hamala that is famous for treating depression and helping for manic situations
1: it's a hermeline yeah. it's been used a lot in in different medicine against Alzheimer's also, and also for treating different psychological diseases, but uh, in the chemical form, it's really, really bad for your body. In the natural form, it's highly antidepressive and uh, can help you uh, to, to get some type of new balance in your brain again. There are a lot of natural medicines out there, but the medical industry will fight that with uh, claws. And make it as uh, probably it's not even allowed to say that it's a medicine, like, because uh, you are not allowed to say something is medicine if you not have it a part of the industry. And it's the same with the psychological diseases, no? It's like uh, you can categorize if you go to psychiatrists. psychiatrist, they can, they have the power or the means to put you in a category where you need certain type of therapy or cer- certain type of medication that are like, maybe it's good for you, maybe not, I don't know. I haven't tried it yet, so I maybe that's what I should do, go to psychiatrist, take the medici- medication, and then after I can talk about this, was it good for me or not?
0: Yeah, I mean, you should go and just test to see, just to find out what they would have said, and, what, and then you can make your own decision if you think that is worth it or not.
1: Well, okay, I don't have the but money should, for that, so that's like fr- applying for most of the other people. My my tribe here, my Mexican tribe, they don't have money really to go to psychiatrist, so it becomes... Uh, easier maybe to just try out and I see that it's much more natural medicine here maybe that maybe that's why it's less maybe it actually is less psychotic people or manic depressed people here because they actually don't have money for that fucked up medicine so they go really fast to a shaman like curandero. a curandero and get healed with some what? energy work and some herbs and then they're like oh yeah it's like a much higher percentage of uh, of people getting cured but I, I don't know and I'm just making this up I now, have
0: so. I have seen less um Manic and uh, crazy people in that sense in the countryside of Mexico, and also the countryside maybe of other countries. But in the city, like in Mexico City, it's full on crazy.
1: Yeah, that's true. In Mexico City, you have crazy people on every street corner, and in the countryside, yeah, you get some weirdos there also, or people that have a different way of thinking. Yeah, you call them the eccentric. Uh, s- uh, town person maybe maybe it's also about that they actually do get more taken care of by their local, that they actually do get taken serious as being part of the community and in a big city like M- Mexico City or living in a, in a big state somewhere where where you don't need each other in the same way even if you have friends that you meet in a social way, you don't do things together, you don't really need each other and that feeling of not needing each other and not being there for each other makes us feel very lonely stressed and sad
0: yeah i mean cities for sure i think it grows there it's for sure and i mean eccentric people they're still part of the community people accept them in the community we just like laugh like haha yeah he's eccentric or don't worry they wouldn't put them in a clinic if they are not hurting anybody in physical form or
1: no so it's uh, i think that uh, have to go to a clinic have to pay for someone listening to your problems that's what i feel with my depression I think I will get more depressed from that. They have to give me medicine really fast so I can forget about it. But then, then it's cheating. It's like giving me some pharmaceutical medicine that makes my consciousness dumb down. It's not helping my psychological problem. It's well, just giving me another problem that I'm not aware enough about. Shit well, me. you
0: were willing to try some uh, other shitty pills for many months for treating your sleepness. S- sleep disorder or it also cured you my
1: depression in that time
0: well you almost died because of it and you also hurted a lot of people around you in the consequences I mean you're not against pills you're just against people telling you what you should do and not should do
1: I'm against pills I got to a point in my life where I was very pushed in the corner and I did Uh, try pharmaceutical medication to relax myself and it went really badly. I learned from that. I will not repeat that. That's fine. That's that's an experience. Uh, That's something I should be thankful for. Yeah, I did disappoint and uh, and, uh, say horrible things and uh, disappoint people around me. I did that. I'm sorry for that. And I hope the people will realize that this was uh, that that time was... uh, That was drug-induced. And that's like what happens sometimes with people with manic depression and stuff is that they do go into drugs. So then I will say to you, uh, people that are having bipolar disorder or being depressed and thinking about just fuck it up and drink a lot of alcohol or take drugs, why not try to go to the Amazon jungle and try the drug that is a medicine? For example, ayahuasca. Uh, to to see if that might help you to get a different view on life. But probably it will just make you see even with more details how fucked up everything is and spin you even faster down in an even deeper pit of depression. So good
0: luck. So maybe we should all just hope that we go so crazy that we don't know anything anymore.
1: Or that we just like wake up really dumb one morning, like like some part of your brain just died, but you're still like functioning and like you're still like, hmm, I like that banana. Mmm, I like to see that thing. You're just like, like just the basic uh, sensations, basically, and you accept that as positive. And all the other analysation of the world. Like Baldir, my dog. He's just, like, happy, like, is the food bad or is it good? Is it nice weather or not outside? It's, like, not more it's very complicated. He's not thinking about, like, the politics of religion and philosophy of, of humanity and the human condition. He don't need to think about that. That's why he's happy. And like, if you're forced by media, now I'm even fucked. Easy. Even if I try to isolate myself in a fucked up place, I will just know that shit are going on anyway. I'm already I'm already destroyed. I can't turn away and say, like, no, this is not happening. I will I will remember it. And I will be like, what the uh, fuck? I'm, I'm too, like, hmm, what's happening now in Europe or something? I will have to check it up.
0: It's because you have access to internet. I remember when we lived up in the mountain, the problems were smaller, then it was just gossip about the neighbors, who stole this chicken, what who did that? Who and wanna was, kill
1: you in the next week? Who's yeah. gonna come Most, after you with Manchester next? You
0: couldn't really you didn't could never hardly ever got news what was happening in other parts of the world. It was mostly very local.
1: Yeah, but you see, our 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 farming woman neighbor, she's she's psychotic. I don't know. Maybe it's just like when you are living much bigger distances from each other, you can be a lot more crazy without getting like annoying other people with your madness and then it's suddenly okay then it's normal again then it's like oh yeah that's normal but then it's just like but if you live too close to each other you have to like follow certain social stigmas or social ways of being that you can't follow if you get enough of it I
0: think again if she was not physically hurting anybody that is why people don't care if she would physically hurt people she would get beaten up and get problems well she
1: physically hurts her animals
0: yeah, but in Mexico, people don't give a shit about that. Only we care about I that. I think
1: probably she physically hurt her son also. I don't know.
0: Uh, I don't... I think She's he, been physically he's, hurt.
1: At the lab. I don't want to say anything. We he are all. He hurt
0: her now. Like He's strong enough to beat the shit out of her now. So she should just dare to try to hit him now.
1: Okay, so wh- what's your conclusion about why we are getting... Wh- why am I mad, Leona? Why are am you, I getting... You? Why am I manic-depressed?
0: Why you are manic-depressed? What's depressed? the root... I don't know what the root is. Did you get born like that? or you grew on you or I when think, did I think you it start? started
1: when I got bullied at school when I was like in child school and every fucking day I get beaten up by the coolest people and in class this. no it's just like the group animal the, the construction of the modern human in a group uh, who's the biggest rooster and what power is how people want to keep control over each other then going into Fuck for Forest like manipulation of people's natural instincts and how we are like so disconnected to our own nature and nature around us and i'm like overthinking i think i'm overthinking i think that's the my my solution would be not thinking oh fuck i guess i have to meditate or something then
0: <laughs> love it to me yeah Maybe. because
1: i don't want to do the drug thing it doesn't work for me okay so let's see if and uh, to next program will i turn into a great new nature meditating every day uh i will talk about uh, all the mystical uh, uh, subconnection of all the great particles of the universal God.
0: Okay, let's see.
1: Until then, have a um, great bipolar birthday.
0: Happy birthday, everyone out there.